MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. This is the Utah National Miller Motorsports wrap-up. Round 11 of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series, and one more to go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com, of course. Proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team with Shorty and Brayton, and now Davey Millsaps uh, starting next year. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking out to save big at BTOsports.com. they got OEM parts now, people. OEM parts. Check them out. And Fox Sports. Or Fox Sports. Fox Racing. Uh, foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. Or, um, yeah, just check them out. They got 2016 stuff. Flex Air stuff out now. Ryan Dungey, your newly crowned 2015 450 MX champion. Where is Fox? Ken Roxon where's Fox? Heck, Jesse Wentland where's Fox? Foxhead.com. Thanks, uh, thanks for those guys for presenting this. Thanks to BTOsports.com. All right, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Fresh off driving to Utah, back and forth. With me on the line, uh, the voice of American Motocross. Managed to squeeze in Snuffleupagus somehow, some way. The Jason Wygant. Yeah. Yeah. How, now I have yet to watch the race, but how did you squeeze in Snuffleupagus? The word of the day. Well, I actually told you what I would have liked to have done last week um, before the race, I and mean, then I just did it anyway. Um, I was like, you just need a guy who we haven't seen much of, who's supposed to be good, to actually do well, and that's exactly Ken Roxon. We finally saw the Ken Roxon we had heard about, the Ken Roxon who can run with Ryan Dungey. Mm-hmm. He's back. He's like Mr. Snuffleupagus. We've heard about him, <laughs> but we hadn't seen yeah. him. Now it's we good. Him. It's gold. It's good. Uh, also on the yep. line, uh, uh, very excited about the uh, Fly Racing 2016 line and uh, Hawking Fly Racewear across the world. Uh, former German Supercross champion, former Montreal Supercross champion, a legend and a hero, the Jason Thomas. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, looking forward to riding a dirt bike this weekend coming up. Big race. Oh, yeah. yeah. Officially a legend. You're officially a legend if you're in this, right? No, I'm not. You should read Vital. Stamp it. Officially not. Stamp it. Oh, are they, are they coming down on you on Vital? No. Uh, a little bit. But, I, you know, the whole thing for me is that I'm not trying to be that. I'm just, they will let me race, and it's not fun. I want to go race. I mean, JT, like, Todd DeHoop's going. To this thing, and, and no offense against Todd DeHoop, he's the 88-125 Supercross champion, but he's not a legend or a hero either, and who cares? He raced pro a long time. He's a good good rider. Leave the, stop talking to those people at Vital. Stop listening to them. No, I'm not worried about it. It just was like, if you know me, you know that I would never 
put myself like or think that I was ever like those guys, you know, the elite guys. So right. I just, it's just a great opportunity and it's, we're just trying to have fun. Like it's, you know, well, I just, the more guys, the better, the more, right. I'm not taking anyone's spot. Here, <laughs> right. You know? right yeah. so. it's, it's like, we were going to have Glover, but JT bumped him everybody. Like, it's, <laughs> right, not, exactly. it's not that case. Um, I think it's really cool. And actually, why can't I'm surprised at the sort of buzz about this race in the pits. Like, People are stoked on this thing. Like, I don't even, we think it's going to be a bracket format, but it's good job by MX Sports, I got to say. Why are you surprised that it has buzz, though? Dude, I'm on these Moto 60 show I did, the Pulp show, like, fans are excited. Like, I, I don't know. I guess you kind of came together, right? that he's saying? I'm just, yeah, I'm surprised. All right, beat it. So, no, we're asking why. I don't know. Still not answering why. Well, I, I can't explain my inner feelings. I'm surprised. Right. Now, I thought. <laughs> I thought Timmy Ferry was looking good for the win. I he was there this weekend. I don't like his prep. I don't like how it's going, and I and I don't like the fact that I just saw Robbie Renard is going to race for the Cycle Trader Rock River team, and Renard just raced Loretta's. I like I like the chances of the dudes who just last raced better. So Robbie, I think, is now a favorite. Do you guys agree? If we can only get Tortelli. Oh, Seb. Seb would smoke him. Um, what do you think, JT? I mean, it's got to be the guy that just did twenty three twenties at a, in a, in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I I guess so, but I still think it comes down to how long the race is. Yeah, uh, I think if the race is short, I I I think that maybe Ricky or Wyndham, if if it's a twenty minute race or they even push it to fifteen plus, yeah, then I think maybe Raynard has it. But I think those guys. Just from basing my own experience, I think right. they can go still really fast for a lap or two. It's just going to be after that. Yeah. And how's your prep going? Uh, my prep, I would say, is minimal at okay. best. All right. Um, you, yeah, I'm in great cardio shape. I work my butt off, but riding-wise, yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. You you do have Justin Brayton's BTO Sports uh, Factory KTM. I do. That's yeah. a big uh, feather in my cap. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, he stumbled into the uh, studio here, and uh, he's going to join us on this review. He is uh, formerly Brian Deegan's mechanic, Scott Sheik's mechanic, Ty Birdwell's mechanic, the team manager for Hart and Huntington for forever, now in charge of marketing and sponsor relations, the great Kenny Watson. Watson, I'm guessing you like Carmichael for this Legends race. He's your buddy. He's the GOAT. Dude, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's, if they all have fun, it's cool. I think it's going to turn into the Bradshaw chicken thing like at US Open. That's what I think. Don't you think these guys, and I said this on a show, they should all get together and be like, hey, let's, well, now if it's bracket racing, which we hear it could be a different deal, but if they're all just dropping the gate, they should be like, let's all keep it close and have fun. But they won't because they put their helmets on in there. Well, I think if they want to make it into a competition like that, I think they need to let them know more than two weeks in advance. So these guys don't get all, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that the last thing someone wants to do is get hurt. Yeah. You know, I bet you some of these guys are like, I retired. I'm never racing again. And all of a sudden you have to go back to your wife and go, uh, Hey, I got a compound. Hey, I got a, I got a question. Uh, they're doing this little, like just ride race. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you have a problem with that JT with your wife? Uh, I don't have one of those. Oh, okay. So he didn't have a problem. Right. But um, you know what I'm trying to get at, but yeah. I, I hope it turns out good. I think it'd be awesome. So J- all, I don't have a favorite though. Um, if Ricky doesn't win, will he be throwing stuff and screaming and cursing like old school Ricky if he didn't win? Or is it cool? No. What do you think? Yeah. Where's the line drawn? No. Put it this way, if there was a million dollars up for it or a lot of money, yeah. But um, Is Ricky riding one of your bikes? Are you guys prepping a four-stroke for him? No, he's just riding a stock bike. 
Suspension? Stock suspension? Yep. Oh, that could be a problem. Yep. He's riding everything. Okay. Everything's stock. All right. Full stock. Full stock bike. I don't believe that. That's what he practices on at home. I don't believe that. Go look at a video. Go look at his Instagram. That's fine. I, I can see you can't show me the internals from a video. JT is going to be the first person to protest the legends and heroes. No, race. no, no. I can care less. There's no way I believe he's riding a full stock bike. I, I find it hard to believe, too, but hey, whatever. Uh, I know Ferry is because he's not bringing anything with him, and he's hoping to get a muffler for a stock bike. Well, he doesn't have a race team. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's hoping to get a muffler for his uh, stalker to at least, you know. <laughs> I got news for you. Ricky doesn't use suspension. Like, we don't give him suspension at home. He uses stock suspension. But revalved and resprung. No, stock suspension. Okay, all right, okay. I don't want to get in. Review Stock. podcast. He might. Well, you know what? I take that back. He might let the air out and put new air in it because he doesn't ride the bike for sometimes so long. The air, you know, right, gets out of it, right. and the one the forks collapse. Okay, all right. Let's talk about Utah. We'll deal with this Legends race next week, where we talk about Tim Ferry once again standing on top of the podium. Um, BTOSports.com Race Rex podcast presented by Fox Racing. Utah wrap up. So first of all, the track and the facility. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, it's no one's favorite. I, last year was pretty wet from some rains. It got pretty ruddy and, and beat up last year. This year was better. It is, I think what would help the, the presentation on TV a little bit is like, I think they got, we, they got to have the fans get in next to the fences somehow, right? Like it looks a little weird on TV. It doesn't look good all around. Let's be honest. I mean, there's no color. It looks dusty and muddy, fan, whatever. Where do you want to start? Well, I just think that it would help with the atmosphere if they put some – it looks like they're sort of just racing on a, on the moon or something. Like, it is weird dirt and all that. But, I mean, I think the track – I think the track is as good as you're going to get for where it's at. They moved a ton of dirt. There, There is some elevation. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's – you know, the worst track ever in the history of the sport, like some people say. It's okay. But it does lack for atmosphere. And I guess that's just where you're at. JT, what do you think? I see, I see oh. what you mean. What you're basically saying is, like, as far as the racing, like, I can't, I don't know if the riders like the track, but even still, I don't think it's like the racing was any different or worse than any other round. Like, we had guys come to the pack. We had battles. It was exciting. Mm. You, know, you can't necessarily say the track was horrible and led to boring racing or anything. No. But yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, but it doesn't look great. And here's the thing that sticks out to me. Like, you know, you have all these cool press boxes, luxury boxes, facilities and whatnot. But just for example, like, if you want to hang out in those, you're looking over the straight for the road race course, and then there's the track, what, 100 feet away, 50 yeah. feet away? Like, yeah, it's, 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 that doesn't even work as well as it could either. It doesn't quite come together like you get luxury boxes right over the track it doesn't even happen so yeah it's very tough Tough to make it work there the best i got from any riders talking to them before and after the race was it's okay it's okay (laughs) and then you had weston pike's tweet or whatever but uh, jt what do you think about the whole thing uh i won't be sad to see it go um i don't necessarily think it's the best track or just 
set up for national. I don't. I think there are better options out there. Um, oh, when you, you know, say set up, my job to find those or cultivate those. But I just think it. Just uh, I'm trying not to talk bad about it, but I just think we can do better. When you say setup, though, I mean the well, Watson. Let's talk to you. The paved pits, the the level pits, the area for the wash bikes, the wash the bikes and everything. That's nice. That's better, right? Than every other national. Never mind the track, never mind, every, but the, I, the where it is and all that. I think it, I think it has its pluses and its minuses. I think oh. being on pavement, especially asphalt, it's pretty hot. You know what I mean? It's yeah. pretty hot, and people aren't really, you know, I don't think that excited to be walking around on hot-ass asphalt in the pits, you okay. know, fan-wise. Right. Um, but, I mean, I think that's the right direction. I mean, I personally... I thought, I mean, if if they had better dirt and could move it, move things in closer. I think I like that whole the idea of going yeah. to like a speedway, like a you know Daytona or Charlotte yeah, yeah. or something like that. I think that would be cool because then you could, if you could put a track inside of a super speedway and then do it like a weekend of NASCAR, like something like that, tie it together. I think yeah. that could be really cool, right. you know, down the road, but. I doubt that's a pipe dream. I don't think I'll ever see that in my lifetime. Hmm. Okay. I, I Yeah, I, I think that part of it. You know, I love getting the bikes and the water and the mud away from the... Oh, yeah, you don't get your, your flip-flops dirty. I got you. Yeah, I just, I, I, I think that's, that's much better. But um, Because we have all these, you know, outside million-dollar people coming, like you say. Yeah. Like the, you know... The CEO of Coke. The, yeah, Procter right. & Gamble and uh, Hewitt-Packard and... They can't get their uh, Louis Vuitton shoes muddy. One thing for sure. Did you guys happen to notice there was a – I thought the attendance was pretty good. Did you guys notice, like, to the left of the press box, if you're facing the track, way to the left there were some grandstands there, Lucas Oil grandstands, I think. Did you guys notice those? They were pretty packed. But those dudes were, like, five miles from the track. So I kept thinking, like, what are you guys doing? Why are you sitting there? And I guess there was a jumbotron. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. That's like, the point of making. Like, it makes for nice pits or wash bays or whatnot. <clears throat> but I feel like some of the other awesome things that you get from going to a place like that, you can't even really exploit. Like, hey, there's nice grandstands. Or there's a VIP section that's got shade and food, but it's also really far from the track. So yeah. the upside doesn't even get to be exploited as well as it could. It just doesn't work, I don't think. Yeah, but if you went to a normal, like, a call it Daytona or Charlotte, where the grandstands were high, where they were vertically and there was more of them and they went taller – you could see the whole track. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You could see the whole track, just like at you know at Daytona for Supercross. Yeah. I mean, yep. they're, 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 if you're all the way down by turn four in the grandstands, you could see all the way down to turn one. I'm, you're, I'm not saying you could read the guy's number plates, yeah. Yeah. but you could, you, know, you could see it. So I think that they're onto something there for sure. Yeah, you know what? I think you bring up a great point. There is a huge difference, and I just went to the uh, Watkins Glen NASCAR race after Unadilla, and you couldn't see, like, anything. I thought it was like, oh, it'll be like a motocross race. No. Like, at a motocross track, you see, like, at Unadilla, you can probably see half the track from anywhere. Yeah. At a road race facility, you see literally, like, one turn. So maybe the model, just at a non-road race place, but at a oval or a super speedway or a speedway, yeah. maybe that same model all of a sudden works a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, huh? Uh, it's, it's, it, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think the the whole idea, track slash location slash pits, is as terrible as people on the internet or some riders are making out to be. I feel like there's the perception in the pits is like this place sucks 
balls. Everything about it is horrible. And I, and I say, I'm looking on the bright side. I don't think it's that way. I, I think there's some real positives to going there. You know, but it's it's not as bad as people say. I guess that's the, <laughs> what's the what's the biggest the, I, positive? Maybe for we, you? maybe we can put that on the on the poster next year. Utah National. It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Mathis can drive there, so he can be home at home. He yeah. can be home by midnight. By the way, do you know that like it's called? It's in the the town of Tolly, Utah, but it's called Tooele or something. It's Tooele. Tooley. It it's T O O E L E. Is how it's yeah Tooele. That's how it's spelled and pronounced. Yeah, so when I got pulled over and I told the cop on Saturday night, he asked me where I was. I said, Tolly, Utah, and he laughed and said, Twilla. There we go. So, um, all right. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the race here, I guess. We'll talk. We'll focus on that instead of the Legends race and the Utah facility and all that. Um, but we'll wait for, before we go, it, do we know for sure that's the last year? I kind of heard, like, the new owners can look at it and review the track, and it could be back. Um, Weege, what do, you, what do we know about that? Yeah, I, I did hear all of a sudden, like, oh, there's a chance that, uh, I mean, regardless of the national, like, itself, it might not close. I mean, that was the, the number one problem. It wasn't even going to exist um, at all for any racing. Yeah. Now I heard it might be back. <clears throat> but I also have definitely heard, and again, I'm not really in MX Sports meetings, but I've definitely overheard Davey here and there thinking of other tracks, other places to go, other alternatives in general. So it's definitely not a guarantee that it's back either. They're, they're oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I kind of heard a little bit of, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing they should do though is really like they gotta they gotta stop the Washugal Unadilla Utah thing. They gotta put Utah around Washugal or something. That's a little much for these guys, I think. But who knows? There's a lot more that goes into that than than we know. Yeah, I say why don't we do a West Coast swing like the NASCAR guys? So they're they're not going back and forth, back and forth. Like yeah. they come out here, they do like what four races, Jason? They go Phoenix, Vegas, California. You know, they come back one time. Yeah. Yeah, well. you know what I mean. And they're in a. It's what? a total uh, six to one half of the other. Here's the funny thing. So that's what they they up until this year. I like, used to have Daytona 500 and then Phoenix, and right. I was always like, "What? Yeah, Florida to Phoenix? That makes no sense." And then their point is, "Hey, the teams can drive themselves. We've blown out every dollar of every fan in the Southeast for the last month. We need to move away from that so they can save their money and then you know go back to work for a little bit and then come in. So there's like the school right. of you blow out the fans in one area, or do you keep giving them breaks so they keep coming back? Because would people go to, I mean, I don't know if they're super close. If you had, like, Utah and Glen Helen or, or Washougal and Hanktown, ones that are reasonably close, would they go to them, like, three weekends in a row? Or would they yeah. go to one in May, one in June, and one in July? I think that's the theory. Yeah, I don't really know. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly what you said, right? Six on one, half dozen on the other. Um, right. There's two different theories. I see them both. Okay, you know. so Marvin and Martin – Went in two points apart. They left Utah two points apart. Plessinger could not have made it any easier for Martin to pass him. And Cooper Webb said he stalled his bike. He actually just really slowed down and let Jeremy by. Now, you can argue, and I'm going to do that in my column this week, about whether Jeremy would have caught him or not. You can argue that, that it was inevitable anyways. JT, do you have any problem with like what Plessinger and Webb did? Do you have any issues with that? I don't because that's uh, that's how team racing goes. I it's you know it's gone on and look back in history. You know, obviously there's a lot of legendary moves like that. I don't personally have a problem with it. Uh, I think if Cooper had started jacking with Marvin on purpose, mm-hmm. then I think I, I, that's where you draw the line. But 
moving over, uh, that's that's part of having team guys out there, in my opinion. Yeah, let's, let's flip yeah. it around. If Justin Hill was up there, yeah, do you think do you think they would have done the same thing? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I talked to Frankie after the race, and I said, "Hey, well, how do you Marvin feel?" Mechanic. Yeah, and I said, "How do you feel like that?" He goes, "Fine with it." He was going to pass them anyways. He said he he was riding like shit, and he but, it, it didn't matter. You know, if he's going to be, he needs to win. He needs to be straight up mm-hmm. on there. He can't need favors. Yeah. And you know, if you really talk about it, you know, Martin got a lot of favors from other people besides his teammates. You know. Hampshire falling down in that last corner was is the yeah. is, is a bigger story than those guys pulling pulling over. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Without that, with a four one, you know, he loses points. It's two and, points. Yeah. It's t- they're, and, they're, and they're tied going right, into it. They're tied it. going into it. Uh, Weege, what about you? Any any problems? No, I don't think so. Um, what I thought was interesting, though, uh, our guy Aaron Hansel actually asked Bobby Regan about it, and he said we didn't really give them orders. We said you guys do whatever you want. You know, work it out amongst yourselves. So I don't know if this is necessarily coming from, uh, you know, they Keith McCarty flew in on a helicopter from Yamaha Corporate and said, this is what you must do. Mm-hmm. I think in the end, I, I'll, like I'll spin it this way, Kenny. Like let's say Roxon and Dunge are in a battle like this right to the end. Isn't Tickle just kind of try to help his guy out anyway? Do you even have to have a meeting? Like if you're Webb or you're Plessinger, you're probably just going to help. You just know. Own, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, if you want to take it back that far, I mean, you can remember when uh, Ricky and, and Ivan were on Suzuki and into Vegas, you know, Chad had a shot. Yeah. And they and Ivan was, you know, he was told just to race some normal and hold your line. And if he's going to pass you, he's going to pass you around the outside or make a, you know, but don't make it easy on him. You know what I mean? But yeah. don't by no means, you know, take him out or anything like that. And the funny thing is at the riders meeting, the you know, Jeff Canfield said, you know, we are not going to tolerate team tactics. And... And I told I told someone that, and they were like, "Well, that was team tactics." I go, "I think he was more talking about like taking people out." Yeah, absolutely. Than, than, yeah. than that, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's going to be a protest." I'm all protest. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like so. If, let's say yeah. If it was Hill, if Hill was up there this weekend, but he wasn't in the title, he's probably going to help Marvin out just because whatever, man. We'll be in the truck together after the race. Why not be cool to the guy? Like, I don't think it has to be like some gnarly team meeting. Right. Uh, order to see what you saw. Although the only thing I guess we did learn from this is everyone thought that it was icy between Webb and Martin all along. Clearly that's not the case anymore. Probably because Webb is now so mad at Marvin. <laughs> become Martin's best bud. It, that first moto, I was a little scared for Marvin. Cooper tipped over, though. <laughs> Cooper tipped over. And then I guess Marvin, I read on Racer X this morning, Marvin said that once again Cooper was yelling at him on a starting line. So yeah. I don't really know what Cooper's doing there, but it's like two, three out of the last four weeks or something that Cooper has been yelling at Marvin on a starting line. Well, which, I, which I, is, I watched I watched the race, you know, on the live feed, and Marvin did a couple times, you know, cross jump him, maybe, and it wasn't as blatant as Cooper might think, but in his head he already says, "All right, this guy's crossing yeah. me," and then you know Marvin was racing; he wasn't yeah. looking behind him to see where he was at, so. You know, they were they would go off the jump, and you know he would try to pass them, and yeah. he would move over to try to jump farther and pass them. Yeah. And Marvin would move over. That's why if you watched when he passed him, how he just tripled into the in the, like he double tripled. Yeah, that's ballsy. That's ballsy. Yeah. So right. he was like, all right, enough's enough, and he and he made his move. But you know, I think they're just racing, and I think Cooper has it in his head. So that's why he said that. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know, JT. The where do you stand on the yelling at you on the starting line, which is what he's been doing? Uh, I think that's. 
Yeah, a little bit far. Right, right. I mean, we love Brad. Not really on board with it. We love Bradshaw. We love Cooper Webb. Dude, I I call Coop uh, the beast from the east, too, because they're both from North Carolina. They both, you know, I think that's that's my nickname for him. I like like the kid. I like his, I like everything about him. I do, too. I I I like the kid. I just don't, I don't think that really is doing him any good. I think you just worry about what you're doing, you know, handle handle it on the track. Poor Marvin. (laughs) The nicest guy ever. He's getting yelled at by this guy. Um, the, uh, and then, yeah, Hampshire, I talked to Hampshire after the race, he thought there was a lapper and he thought it was Jeremy Martin coming because the mechanic on his mechanic said, Martin come and like, pick it up. So Hampshire told me that he thought it was a Yamaha, he saw Yamaha on the inside of him. It was a lapper though. He thought it was Martin. So he like stuck that corner, like harder, went into it harder than he, you know, than he would normally do it on the last turn. And he fell over. Ah, heartbreak. Really, if you think about it, like, JT, do you think Martin would have got Cooper in that second moto? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. I, don't, I think it was inevitable. Um, oh, you just shit on my point. Never mind. Yeah, just. Look at the lap I, times. And look at no, I know. Left. I know. He was coming. But let's, I mean, Cooper Webb's won a lot of motos outright, just done it. So let's just say Webb would win. Between the Webb thing and the Hampshire, that's five points. It's a five-point swing. Everyone, like, people ask me, like, who, who do I like? And and I have to like, you know, I, I told you, I think yesterday, I think the championship was won for Martin yesterday because I think that was Marvin's biggest opportunity to make points up. If you look at it, they red flagged that race yeah. with Martin hole-shotting yeah. and out front gone, you know. And Martin's start in that first moto, he was basically dead last. Exactly. Man, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So yeah. he and, and he has the brakes going his way. Yeah. And I think to win a championship, you need to have that kind of luck. And I think that him getting out of there with with being t- you know it, what he yeah. went in with is really you know he I think yeah. he's in control. Martin said that he saw the inside gate. JT wasn't tilled up as deep, so mm-hmm. he thought if he went far inside, he could get up on the hard crust. You know. Yep. Yeah, that didn't work out. No. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, they they uh, Martin wins the overall, and uh, again with the red flag too. You know Martin was winning, like you said, Watson. He's up front and and all that. So Martin wins. Muskan they tie in points. Webb third, Plessinger fourth. Um, Hampshire though, JT leading laps, and we saw the last week in Unadilla also fast. Just keeps making small mistakes, but better to like lead laps and make small mistakes than try to you know even get up in the speed in the first place, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was a good weekend. I, you know, heartbreaker in the last turn, but uh, that's the direction you want to be going. So he's he's taking steps in the right place. You know, he's not. He didn't have any pressure on him. I, I would think to to perform really. You just go out there and do the best you can. So um, yeah, d- don't worry about the number of the place you got. Mm-hmm. Um, just continue to try to improve what he's doing. How about Bashaglia? We each six six. What do you get overall? Fifth. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, much needed, I think, for him at this point to get something going. I feel like that whole team, except Craig. Craig's had some really good rides, but I feel like Bashalia and the two rookies over there, it's like they're just so close that the results aren't quite um, maybe indicative of how well they've ridden. You feel like all of a sudden you can just click any weekend and they can just do that, and him, him as well. So, yeah, that was, that was good. Um, yeah, it was a weird weekend in terms of, like, Justin Hill compound fractured his pinky. He'll be out now. Uh, Luke Renslin uh, dislocated his shoulder. Oldenburg went down on the first turn in the first moto, then never came back, right? Um, hurt his thumb, I think. Okay, hurt his thumb. Um, yeah. 
So, uh, what else? Oh, Aldridge didn't have a good weekend at all. JT, you're very uh, ha- upset with Aldridge in fantasy purposes. He and Justin Hill both, yes. Yes. Um, so there was there was a Christian Craig DNF second moto. So there was some real like uh, some guys out of the out of the mix from normal in two fifty class. So um, so we had like Toshida Tomina fifteen thirteen Nick Gaines sixteen fourteen I think that's Nick's best ever outdoor finish. And uh, Alex Martin wasn't feeling well. He went eight eight. He was having a crappy day that way. Um, so yeah, it was a little bit of a weird day. In, in terms of everybody behind the top three guys. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, uh, for a moment, like, oh, Nelson, Nelson finally got a start. You're going to see the Nelson that we saw mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, you know, but then it didn't quite pan out for him. Like, McElrath was good, but it's like with a lot of these guys, you're just waiting for these, like, breakthrough moments, and it, something always happens, and it doesn't <laughs> quite um, come together. How about Nelson's crash? He got lucky. Yeah, speaking of Nelson, like, dude, that's Ooh. another break that, Martin got. I mean, Martin was right behind him when he crashed like that. That could have been disaster for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that, those are the little breaks that I think Jeremy's getting, and that's why I think that you know it's his. It's pretty much his championship to lose at this point. I mean, with that Martin, with that crash with Nelson, with mm-hmm. Hampshire falling down, with you know all that stuff. When the red flag f- flew, I went, "Oh boy." Yeah. That's that's yeah. and and then the red flag flew, and then the dude just jumps up and walks off the track, and you know. You're, say, you're saying Tappy is a Marvin fan. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, either him or MX Sports is trying to let's try something different. Or they, I, I that was that. a little dangerous spot, though. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was joking. Yeah, I was joking. Was I, was, I was like, man, that sucked. But when you do see a red flag and the guy pops up and walks off, you're like, hmm. Yeah. But I, I mean, guess if you're out cold, you're out cold. I, I remember know. one time we were at Mammoth freaking years ago, and Mike Metzger crashed at the start. Where you go up the and it grazes the top and it flattens out and then it goes left. Well, the track crosses that area after the start, and he lay there. He laid on the ground until the, the he was laying there looking, and he seen the people coming over, and he was like, "No, don't touch me! Don't touch me!" And the, you know the medics were trying to help him. And then as soon as they were coming up, they they red flagged the race and they crossed the finish line. And the dude hopped back up. He's like, "All right, I think I'm okay." And he gets back on his bike and he rode down to the finish, the starting gate, and, and took off again. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" He's the Godfather, bro. There, there you go. I don't know if that is relevant. Uh, hey, Savachi was fast, dude. Both motos. He was pretty much dead last in the first turn. He went down in the first turn with a bunch of dudes. With Martin, uh, right? Martin got caught. Martin didn't go down, but Martin got caught up in it. And uh, Oldenburg- where, where did he finish the first moto? Because he was right fifth. Off. Yeah, so he was just trailing him. Was him and Jeremy? Were it was just basically through. Cooper, five spots Martin, like three spots Savachi coming up through the pack. So did Hampshire get fourth when he when he got up at the first moto? Seventh. Yeah. So who got fourth? Oh, Plessinger. Yeah. But uh, Savachi gets the most passing points. Why again? He was fast. Yeah, that was that was impressive. I almost think you could argue that he rode better there than Unadilla when he won. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was definitely definitely pretty legit, and uh, and, yeah. and you know I, I did hear from a couple of people that the track was really hard to pass on, but man, like we saw some great come by from from behind rides. So I don't know, JT. It, it seemed like it was all right to pass on. It did. I, you know, I I thought uh, there was there were plenty of opportunities. The one uh, in the the big bike class, it seemed like you know Dungey kept trying to have to make it in one spot though, so that looked a little tough. Like the lines kept funneling back into the inside in a few spots. Yeah, ask um, uh, ask uh, who did Anderson come together with? Bogle. Uh, Bogle. Bogle. Yeah, ask, ask, Bogle. Ask, ask Bogle how the lines were. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think there were passing opportunities, but you had to be pretty creative and you had to kind of think. You had to like set set passes up a little bit, but right. uh, I've definitely seen worse for sure. Why well, can't what's up with um Chase Marquee? Marquee, Chase Mark what what what's up with Chase? Uh he is uh from Oklahoma. He raced Loretta's and uh I guess he's just part of this Oklahoma but he's on Crossland, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're good from Oklahoma, you're gonna end up on your crossline team. And at um Loretta's he even had forty one on his bike on his Honda, so he even looked like an art. Um so if you live in Oklahoma and you're fast these days, you're in luck because there's a crossland racing team out there that wants to help. What do you qualify tenth or something, J T? Pretty good qualifying time. Yeah, he was fast. And uh, then I don't goes, know if he was oh, okay. 10th or not. I thought he was around 19th or 20th. Oh, okay. in, one, in one practice he was, I think. Oh, maybe. And then yeah. he goes 14, 19. So good job by him. He, he had a uh, his results at Loretta's weren't good, but he had one moto where he was winning, and I think his bike broke, and then his week started unraveling. But I, you probably to look at the results from Loretta's, you're like, who the heck is this? But he rode pretty good there, mm-hmm. better than the results show. I don't know if it's like superstar, you know, level where he's going to be factory rider right. or anything next year, but right. probably better than. You would have heard coming out of the amateurs. So, okay, uh, we talk about the points chase with one round left. Uh, we've been talking about that third spot. Savachi three ten, Osborne three oh five, Nelson two eighty eight, Martin two eighty seven. JT, who do you like to have it to get that third overall spot? Uh, we t- we talked about this last week. I'm going to go. I'm uh, how far is Savachi out of third? No, he's in third. He's leading. Oh, okay, I'm going to go with Savachi then. That yeah, I, I, I think the way he's riding for sure, yeah. right? Yeah, I think i got to go with Savachi. Right. Safe to say there's bonuses for any of those three guys for third? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Third overall in the series, right, Watson? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well, Osborne's five back. Osborne had a better weekend than he's having lately, but still wasn't like what we've seen from him, you know? And with a good weekend, Webb can move into eighth in the points after missing uh, – Four races, so wow. yeah, pretty crazy. Hey, I want to throw one more thing in about this. Uh, Martin made a really good point, actually, uh, on the podium, which is where like Martin crushed this race last year. I mean, he went one-one, and he wasn't even challenged. And Muscan, I think, Marvin had a good second half of the year last year. Like he was healthy, he was winning races, but there he went, I think, four-five and got fourth or fifth overall. So he said, "Hey, I'm happy that I squared up points for the guy on a track that I straight up admit he's way better than me." Mm-hmm. So. There's so many ways you can look at it. Like in Muscan, even though he got beat really bad in that second moto by Martin straight up, you know, he's taking like, wow, I can't believe I survived that one and didn't lose any points. So there's just so many ways to slice this right now. Yeah. Do you, uh, we talked about, we've talked about this over and over. I, I still like Martin for the title. Watson, that's what you said. Uh, do you two guys agree on the phone? He's two up. Yep. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to argue that. I mean, he did. He beat Marvin straight up, and that two points, that's nothing to joke about. That two-point edge is a, a big advantage mm-hmm. for the way these guys are going. It doesn't – I mean, obviously, Indiana was mud fest last year, the only national they've had, but I just – and so that maybe this is just crazy talk, but I just feel like Indiana suits Marvin Martin, I mean, just suits Jeremy Martin, right? I mean, I don't know. I guess who's to say? It's more of a uh, – like a Redbud track yeah, and track. Redbud Millville. Who won right. Redbud? Yeah. Martin. No, Cooper would. No, Cooper should have won. Martin won. Martin yeah. Martin passed a um, motos, right? But yeah, it uh yeah, so I like that. I think uh, I think we all so like So all Jeremy he Martin. needs to, all Jeremy Martin needs to do is beat Marvin both motos. I mean, he could get well, fifth. He, he doesn't, get no, six. he doesn't need to. He can get behind him one moto, but um if Marvin goes, but uh, if you're Marvin JT, 
you just go, I need to go 1-1. Yeah. And I win. Exactly. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. That, that, no, I, I mean, I, for sure. I, I agree there. But I think if you look at the obstacles that Jeremy Martin overcame this weekend, for the first moto catastrophe and then the second moto red flag, and he still walked out of there with the, the same lead. Yeah. Uh, man, you got to go with Martin. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he avoided disaster twice. Kind of like going to what, what Watson was saying, you know, just things are working out that way. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a commercial break here on the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to use the code PULPMX15 to save 10% at Racetech Suspension. I know a bunch of you guys need suspension work. And also Dirt Cheap Helmets. DirtCheapHelmets.com. You know what they got? They got Dirt Cheap Helmets, and we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Use the code... Uh, Use the code RIDERX to save 5% on already dirt cheap helmets. Watson, Wygant, Thomas, we'll be right back to talk about the 450 class. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's a more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to PulpMX2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. DirtCheapHelmets.com is dedicated to protecting your head and your wallet. The site is hands down the coolest and easiest to use in the helmet world. DirtCheapHelmets.com is the one-stop shop to get helmets for you and everyone you love without breaking the bank. We have helmets for our grand opening starting at $40, and that includes free shipping. These are all new helmets that we get a great deal on and pass the savings on to the customer. This includes free shipping on all helmets and a no-hassle exchange policy. We have a wide range of brands including Fly, HJC, Chewy, G-Max, and more. Podcast customers can get 5% off these already smoking good deals by using promo code RIDERX. And we're back. BTOsports.com, a RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, global innovation leader in motocross racewear, continuing relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. 2016 products are on there and... Uh, Flex Air, high-performance uh, racewear designed by Fox with their True Motion 4-Way Stretch Fabric. Check out foxhead.com. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking out at btosports.com to save big on anything that btosports.com has. And, of course, thanks to RacerX for, uh, for letting us put this up on the, uh, on the podcast. All right, so 450 class. I've been saying, Kenny, you're not allowed to talk about rocks and your bias, so just you have to listen. Okay. I've been saying Roxon's looking out of shape, and I think we all kind of agree. But we saw him last weekend in Unadilla challenge Dunge in the second moto. 
And yeah, Dunge pulled away a little bit, but he challenged him pretty hard. This weekend, both motos rocks and lead laps. Dungey got him late and pulled away a tiny little bit. But here's the thing. We all kind of said, look, Roxon's not in shape, you know, that he needs to be. And Kenny's kind of pointing the finger at the bike uh, in more than a few interviews. But I'm thinking, look, he went back to Spring Fork for Unadilla. He hung tough with Dunge at this weekend in Utah. And maybe Dunge does have some fitness on Kenny. A little bit. But nowhere near at Millville or Redbud that we thought maybe Wygant. Maybe the bike was an issue for Kenny, and he likes it better. He's on a spring fork. His performance was much better in the last four motos since he went testing with, with the RCH and Suzuki guys, went to a spring fork. I know my stance has always been that these guys are kooks and they can ride anything, and it doesn't matter, but I do think maybe his, Kenny's fitness is not as bad as we thought, and this was more of a bike issue, that, which is what Roxon's been telling us. Do you agree? Uh, I, uh, I, I think it's like anything else in life. People want to argue this is the way politics works, right? It's like a completely we're correct and the other side's a complete idiot. But I think it's like anything else. It's just a combination of things. He, I think it'd be crazy to say that he's in as good a shape as Dungy. I agree. Yeah. But I think it's also ridiculous to blame it entirely on him. Uh, you know, there's got to be something to the bike thing. I, don't, I can't imagine he's just making that up out of thin air. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I don't. I think it'd be crazy to say, "Oh, he's just as fit as Dungey," for whatever reason. His he was injured coming in, or, or whatever the reason might be. Um, so I think it's part of some, part of the other. The whole question is how much is in one bucket? Is it sixty forty? Is it sixty right. thirty? We'll never know. By the way, though, he did, and I don't think we have anyone on this podcast who would know for sure. But I believe he had the spring fork even at Washougal. But uh, yeah, we just don't have any well, insiders. But confirm that. But, but the, no, he did. He had it on at Washougal, but it was such yeah. a mutter and everything yeah. that it's just kind of like I don't know. I kind of throw that way. I the know, window, but, but the second photo at Washougal was what we had been seeing for a while, where he rode, he kept up with Barsha and Dungey for fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then yeah. the fifteen minute mark, and honestly, at Unidilla, I waited for it to happen again, and then it suddenly didn't happen. And even here, yes, Dungey, like you were saying, got him, but it wasn't a fade at all. So. uh something's better and you can't get fit in two weeks that's what i'm saying so, yeah right yeah. i'm saying he didn't like all of a sudden and i was one of the ones saying like man look how tired he is like i was saying that you look at lap times oh, and i was yeah. look how tired he is Probably. look how tired he is but jt yeah. i think there was something to him talking about his bike because he's he's better and he didn't just gain that fitness like why can't said yeah, I'm still torn as to what it was. I mean, the, I think we've seen some definite improvement since he tested, and, and I know, I think. well, I don't know, but I think he was uh, comparing settings with Baggett a little bit and working on that, trying to maybe get the bike a little better. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's been better. It's hard to just say that's been no part of it because it's, he's looked better and the results have been a little better, but he's mm-hmm. looked like a completely different guy. I mean, if we had... If this was a Kenny Roxon we saw all season long, like lead laps, uh, race hard, get beat by, but but get, still get beat by Dunge, no one is saying, oh man, this isn't working, fucking sound the, sound the panic button. You, no one is saying that. It's the way it's been going. The fact that he lost to Ryan Dungey, one of the all-time greats, an amazing rider in himself, is not a not a huge deal because Dunge is awesome. But um, um, the fact that, what we want to see at Utah and at Second Motor Unadilla is 
is fine. Like that's great. That's not a that's good for the team and everything else. Kenny Watson, the floor is now yours. Well, I I think every everything you guys talked about, you're 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 pretty close on, but there's one more element that people right. aren't understanding. Um and you said it a little bit at the beginning. He started the year out like, you know, he was riding and testing and training mm-hmm. and then his back flared up and he couldn't put in the work during the week like he should have. And in training and riding the bike comfortably and, and putting in the, the, the motos that he needed to do, you know, for the first three weeks because his back, you know. And then after that, he had a, you know, he got super sick. He had to go to antibiotics. You know, even that race that he won, he was not up to par physically where he should have mm-hmm. been, you know. And then uh, he had, he had a, 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 you know, something tragic go down in his, in his life with some family you know, stuff went down, mm-hmm. and, you know, he lost his nephew. A lot of people don't realize that, that he was super close with. And, you know, and then after that, he got a, you know, he got a, a uh, he got strep throat. You know what I mean? He had, his throat was jacked up, so he had to get back on antibiotics. And, JT, you know, being an athlete, how it is, you have Hold to on. train on medicine. Why wouldn't I know? Well, I don't know. Okay. Maybe you might. But I'm, and, and by no, by, okay. by no means I'm trying to, come in and say this is why Ken did this. I think all of yeah. everything. The you know, him getting comfortable, him getting sick and not be able to ride and train the way he wanted to had a lot to do with it. And you know what? It's just one of those years that everything didn't line up and, and click like it did for Dunge. Right. And like it's like for for instance for um you know, he had the bad breaks. Like he had that crash at Unadilla with Porcel falling in front of him. He hit him, he went down. Okay. He had that deal at, you know, Glen Helen or Sacramento, where he, you know, he fell in the first turn at Glen Helen too. He lost a lot of points there. Yeah, he fell, you know, he fell with Porcel. He was sick, you know, just a lot of things, yeah. and they're not falling in place like they should, like right. they are for you know Martin in the in the lights class. Yeah. So I think that has everything to do with everything. I think it's not just one thing. I think it's a bunch of different things, and it's finally starting to come around where everything, right. you know, the team camaraderie, the team with him, all in all, I think he's in a really good place right now, and it's just a platform for him yeah. to build. I mean, like I said, he lost this week, and he got beat, but there's no shame in getting beat the way he did at Utah. No. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. Like, uh, no one's writing anything about this disaster, quote-unquote, if he goes 2-2 and Ryan Dungey beats him. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, you know, for, for, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Dungey's been on the same setup all year long, yeah. and he's been healthy all year long, and he put yeah. the work in, yeah. where you have a guy that hasn't. So that's just showing you the talent and the, the skill set that this guy has. You know, you could see that intensity that Dungey has. And that's maybe something a little bit that Ken's lacking on, too. And I think it's, it, it, it was good for him to get back up there for himself, you know, to realize, like, you know what? I, I still can do this. One of the things that we've been bringing up, well, myself and Wygan have brought up anyways, you have the greatest motocrosser of all time owning the team. Uh, Mark Johnson is an accomplished team manager. We've brought up a few times, like, during Kenny's struggles, like, where are these people? Like, to me, if I'm Carmichael, I'm I'm flying in and, like, all right, Kenny, you're a million-dollar investment. We're going to work millions of dollars investment. We're going to work with you. We're going to turn the ship around. You know, Mark Johnson, team manager, and nothing against Kyle Bentley. He's a mutual friend of ours. He's a great guy. But he doesn't have the experience Mark Johnson does. I've been critical of it. We've just been a little critical of it. Is there anything to that? I mean, obviously, you're pretty biased. I don't expect you to be like, yeah, you guys are 100% right. But what – no, you guys are you guys even if I mean, if if you know the inner what's going on inside the circle. No, we don't. We those don't. guys we don't. 
those guys are in Ricky. Has, but I'm giving Ricky, you the platform. Too. Ricky, as it's not like Ricky turned his back on Ken. Ricky has thrown it out there, and Ricky has been there for Ken. Ricky, you guys don't know, but Ricky has been at the test in Florida. He's been there for him. But Ricky has had previous obligations that he, before the outdoors even started, wasn't going to come. So if Ken won and won every race, those guys wouldn't have been there either. And Mark Johnson's job isn't team manager. It's race director. And his deal is he wasn't going to all the outdoor nationals. You know, his what his daughter got married over the summer. He had some medical hit problems. His you know, he has some mm-hmm. issues going on in his life with some other stuff. But that was never the plan. So what would you guys be talking about this if Roxon was winning every race? No. No. no, Kyle no. Bentley's. That's yeah. that's exactly. Kyle Bentley is the team manager. That's his job to be there every week. Ricky and Carrie have their personal lives, things that they go on, and they were never planning on going there. Just because they're the owner of the team doesn't mean that they're going to be at every single race. They were there at Supercross because they need they had to be and they were obligated to be. But in the summer, each one of those guys has things that they were doing besides being team owners. That's why they hired, you know, Kyle Bentley and Sergio and all these guys to run their team. And you know what? Everything got turned around with the help of those guys and hard work from the team. So, it wasn't it's not what you guys think and you know, they need to be there every week. They need to be there every week. Just because Ricky Carmichael's there, that doesn't mean that Ken Roxon was going to do better. No, no, it doesn't. And it no. doesn't It doesn't matter. You know it's just I mean? from the outside. We're not in your inner circle. From the outside, it looks weird. And How does it look weird? Kyle Bentley is the team. Man. If Kyle Bentley wasn't coming to all the races, well, I would say, hey. There's, there's other prominent people in the pits that it also looks weird, too. You know what I mean? Like, like well, that's not, the not, infrastructure of our program, right, the right. way we set it up. It right. wasn't. It was never planned. Mark Johnson has been to some races. He, I think he yeah, went yeah. to three outdoor races. Yeah. And Kyle didn't go. They were switching off going. Kyle had, you know, his birthday, his kid's birthday, his wife's birthday. And Mark went. Mark went to those races. So it wasn't like, you know, hey, you know, everyone's turning their back on the team and not going because Ken's doing bad by no means. has nothing to do with it. It was set in stone from the beginning that, you know, they would not be there. All right, fair enough. I don't think I ever thought of it as a, uh, they didn't, they abandoned them because they were doing bad. I think, and at least in my opinion, it was more of, okay, they might have had a schedule set, but then things started not going as well as everyone hoped. Why not? Okay, I wasn't supposed to come, but let me come in. Let me helicopter in. Let me come to the rest. <laughs> but let me ask you that a question. Them, them being there, what's the difference if, you know, during the week, you know, the guy couldn't put in the time he needed to because of health or personal issues or you guys want to call it the bike or whatever, and he, him being there knowing that it's not going to make a difference and, and them talking to Ken and saying, hey, you know, it, it was put up. Do you guys, you know, would it be better if we were there? If you need more, what do you need? Do you want us there? You know what I mean? And I'm sure Ricky, Carrie, Mark, whoever you guys think is not there, if they would have said, if they, hey, I need you there on the weekend – for sure they would have been there because we want to do whatever we can to help Ken. Um, all right, let's move on. They weren't there because it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have helped. If, if, that's, if that's the answer, I mean, that's a totally logical answer. So yeah. they, the option was there. It just wasn't felt that it would help. Yeah, that's just like saying, hey, uh, you know, Vince at BTO, does he own part of uh, Forrest's team? Well, obviously there are blurred lines when you don't have any teams. Where's Ziggy at? Ziggy ain't coming to the races. If Ziggy was there, would, well, would all those... Would, you got a blurred line because you, they got one of the co-owners of the team raced at a very high level, which there really isn't any other team that can say that. So it definitely blurs the lines of what's expected. So when McGrath, um, when McGrath yeah. owned his team, he was at all the races? 
Out, outdoors with Andrew Short? No, I don't think I've ever seen McGrath there. I don't think they made it to outdoors. I don't even think they made it past like five races. <laughs> oh, they didn't go the whole season? No. Okay. Um, right, okay, well, that's, that's a bad let's, analogy. Let's move on. Um, Barsha, uh, Weege, did you find out like, the Barsha's two motos were quite different? Did they change anything for that second moto? No, I didn't make it to the press conference in this one. I was talking to other dudes in the pits. Yeah. But, you know, I talked to Wilson and, and other guys. There were stories. But, um, yeah, he said he was definitely not happy the way the, the weekend went. You know, he got distanced pretty bad again. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing how quickly things flip. I mean, you know, two or three weeks ago, it's like, that's it. Barsha's the challenger. Barsha's yeah. the guy that's going to be the thorn in the, you know, two months ago, Roxon's the challenger. Then Barsha's the challenger. Now it's honestly gone back to, in a way, where it was. Barsha's a third, fourth distance, yeah. and then it's back well, to Rock in the dungeon. It's he was, amazing how quickly it's put. He was better in the second moto, but he got gapped hard and big time in that first moto, for sure. Like I almost think that something happened in between motos to to make him a lot better. Uh, Five-point difference now only. Hey, Barsha, if you guys, Barsha's only if, up by five. It was crazy. We were, I was watching the live feed during practice, and they were showing Barsha, and I don't, oh. I don't think his riding style, the way he rides the motorcycle, really adapted he could adapt to the track, and I think, you know, in the first moto where he really tried to pick it up and go aggro, um, kind of bit him, you know, and he fell down. And I think that, you know, it, 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 if you go back and ask him about practice, he'll tell you. It, it was sketchy, like, you know, him, you know, having a few mm -hmm. close calls. Right. So I think maybe that had a little bit to put into play. And, dude, don't, don't count, you know, him out. I think next year, next week he's going to come back and – and really go for it, and you know, because I, I know for sure he wants to, he wants that second place. I mean, the race is on. You know, we want it, he wants it, and it's going to be you know, it'll be down to the end. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, JT Baggett was fast, crappy starts, but he was fast. Yeah, he was good, um, but he just he doesn't really get into the limelight because he you know puts himself as such a in a bad spot. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, he's riding great. Yeah, he know? was good. Uh, I just. Man, it's kind of the story of his career overall. If you look at it, all of the races, he could finish so much better if he would start further up front. But that's a track he's done well on in the past. So it wasn't a complete shock that he was riding so great, but I just think he kind of shot himself in the foot. Anybody talk to Pike after the race? How's his mood? How do you think? How do you feel? I didn't see him. <laughs> he, had a, he had a tweet during the day about the track. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, and he crashed out. He tried to race second moto, pulled off early though. So. I wouldn't saw him after like I, I, I they were saying Weston Pikes on the asterisk medical, yeah. you know, quad, and they're pulling him off, and I yeah. was like, oh man, he must be hurt to get yeah. on that thing. Yeah, because I mean, dude, that's you'd have to literally like pry right. him on that. And I went and talked to him, and he smashed his head pretty good in the sand rollers, and uh, he was like. He wasn't where he yeah. needed to be. And then I seen those guys like fire drill and get his bike ready. I'm like, are you going to try to ride next moto? He goes, I'm here to race. I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. And I'm just like, dude, are you sure? Like, right. And then, you know, we've seen what happened. So, I mean, I think he might have hurt a rib or. Um, right. Yeah, no, he said, he said rib. So, uh, Brock Tickle on a nice ride, both motos. Uh, third place in the first moto. That was great coming from the back. And second moto, people, I mean, he didn't, on paper, he got a, what, he got a fifth. Seventh. Seventh. It was still a great ride, though, because he was pretty far back. Good day for Brock Tickle. Yeah, he rode, you know, the first moto he did decent. He started, I think he started eighth. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second moto, he started terrible. I think he started like 18th, or and he made a charge at the beginning. And mm -hmm. he said something, I don't know if he ate something wrong in between motos, or, you know, those guys 
drink those freaking miracle shakes. But right. well, there's a came, lot of doctors in the pits, yeah. so who knows? He, he came off, and he had really bad cramps, and he was like almost— In the second moto. Yeah, yeah he right. almost pooed himself, and he Still was— Still rode well. Blowing gas everywhere. But uh, <laughs> it was funny. Like, I've never seen, uh, you know— his mechanic be that fired up on him like because he at the end of the moto he caught up to trey mm-hmm. and i think it was wilson and he was on the rear fender and his lap times were like two seconds a lap faster and then for the last three laps he just dropped back yeah and they were like what the hell you know and he was right. just like dude I, I gave it everything i had i just freaking hit the wall like my stomach's bothering me blah 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 but a guy like that you know you, you can't scream and yell at a guy like that i don't think i mean right. i I mean, he would have passed those two guys. That wouldn't even have changed his result. Right. You know what I mean? He could have got fifth for the five three, and he would have still ended up fifth. So. Um, JT Porcel Porcelled us this weekend. Fastest qualifier. Uh, oh wait, did he get it? Did he end up getting it? Or did Dunge get it? Maybe Dunge, Dunge got it. Yeah, Dunge got it. Okay, he was. Yeah, Dunge Porcel got was fast. Yeah, he was fastest qualifier for a long time, and then in the motos, just kind of uninspired. Like I don't. Didn't get a start, right? And kind of what you've been saying all year where, like, if he gets in the position, he's like, okay, I'm going to – look, he always tries. I'm not saying that, but I'm going to, quote, unquote, try harder if I have a spot off the start. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know if it's the traffic thing, uh, if he just doesn't want to take chances in traffic or if he just has a tough time finding the pace unless he has kind of clear, clean air to mm-hmm. you know bring weed full circle into this. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to be the same guy uh, unless he can get out front or at least mm-hmm. get, you know, with the top five guys. Yeah. 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 You know, it's crazy. Kind of weird. We had this deal, like, you know, a goal for Brock and uh, was to try to finish in the top five. Right. And he was seventh going in. He passed Porcel in points, and he's only four points behind Anderson. No, he's four points ahead behind Purcell. He passed oh, okay, Anderson. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Right. I got the, I get those guys mixed up. So going into that last race, I think uh, – you know, for 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 us to get you know in the top five and get Suzuki three bikes in the top five will be pretty pretty good. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Uh, what'd you think of Wilson's performance, uh, uh, JT? I like that second auto. That was strong. It was good, right? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was much better. That was the Dean we need to see. That's the Dean that gets paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, having your best lap on your last lap is a is a great sign. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was very very happy for Dean. You know, I know he makes a lot of money. I know he's had a lot of success in the sport, but I know mentally he's had a he's had a tough time here. So it was good. Yeah, and no, just, it was a much. You know, it was, he didn't win the race or get on the podium, but just confidence, man. Just to feel like you can still do this. Yeah, I agree. I think that was good for. We him. can work with speed. Um, there you go. Weege, uh, so I took heat from my Bogle review last week, heat from outside people, not pumped. And in our three-on-three, I rated Simpson uh, an eight, Wilson a seven, or maybe Simpson a nine, Wilson a seventh, and Bogle a five. Again, people unhappy with me. I like to think I'm a somewhat justified after Utah for what I thought. Do you agree, or am I still, do I still need to get heat? I think you know, though, that even though that is your opinion and you believe it's right, you know that is going against the grain. I know. know the grain is show speed, you're good. So when you say that I don't agree with that theory that everyone else does agree with, you're going to get heat. You're disagreeing with everyone's theory. Yeah, that, you know that. That's fine. Yes, that's fine. But I like to think I'm somewhat justified after Utah. I'm not saying I'm the king of motocross knowledge and I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, okay, what I saw at Unadilla and what I thought, was sort of backed up in Utah. 
I don't agree. I don't agree with you because... He went down again. You know, he got run into by Anderson. I don't know if it would have been horrible. That's horrible. Just like Unadilla, I think it could have been better than it was. So you still can give him an incomplete grade. 14-12. 14-12 on the day. Dean went 10-5. So, I, I mean... Yeah, I, but I, he got run into by Anderson. Okay. Who knows what he would have got. Yeah. Well, that's all part of racing. He got caught by Anderson. Again, I'm not trying to come down on Bogle. I'm just... I thought no, I, know. I thought Dean... I thought Bogle was fast at Unadilla... But he looked. Got, he got really tired, and to me, crashing out on the first lap, it's like you know maybe he wasn't ready to run that pace, and he was pushing it. Now this weekend at Utah, we saw a little bit, you know, not as great performance as Unadilla, and and Dean was good. I, it's, it's not. I'm not shitting on Bogle so much as I was trying to think. I was pumped with Dean's ride, and I think I'm still pumped with Dean's ride, and I'm still kind of going eh for Bogle. I guess I'm a dick. I don't know. Dean, Dean got Dean got tenth the first moto ten five yep and Bogle got fourteen what? okay but the second moto he got twelfth and I think he fell down too and he was way back and he came up but I might be wrong but he I don't believe so okay well Let me look are you okay with Dean's tenth the first moto yeah it's okay okay yeah, so he okay. got two spots behind him in the second well, in, in his four, you know four, it, four it, spots no actually. I'm talking about for his best result. For for Wilson's ten and then he got a twelve, so I think Bogle, I think Bogle's okay. I'm not saying he's yeah. I'm not. I'm saying I rated Wilson's Unadilla better. Okay. And I took a lot of heat, and Wilson was better again at Utah. I don't know. Were you really getting heat though because saying Wilson was better, or is it just because you said Bogle was a five on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, there you go. That's what you got heat for. Okay. Well, okay, whatever. Well, so, uh, all right. Well, yeah, you're, some, you're saying it was like you said it was eh. Some don't like eh. Some dumb number system. I guess I could have went. The Wilson was a nine and Bogle was a seven. I, mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the numbers are seriously. Ir- that would have made a difference. That's why you got heat. Yeah. Sure. Right. Okay. Well, maybe sometimes you need to think yeah. about that before you do that, Steve. I ask my opinion. I give my opinion. I don't. Know. I. I mean, right? well, you do have a platform that you speak very broadly on. Yes, but because of my my platform doesn't make me right. It's no. just a dude with an opinion. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. Anybody. Like, it could be anybody. So, I, I don't know. I just... I, I mean, again, I wasn't that pumped on Bogle's ride this weekend. Why, again, am I wrong? I mean, do you, were you... Were you... How, well, how do you see it? Uh, I'll take heat, too. I, I'm going to agree. Because I think at Unadilla, you could maybe get away with saying, okay, he's definitely fast. It just didn't quite work out. But give him a couple more shots, and that speed's going to, you know, result in something. But instead, the results, if anything, you know, they weren't any better. Now it's starting to look like, ooh, maybe this is just what you're going to get. As opposed to, oh, he just didn't have some bad luck at Unadilla. He could have, you know, been fifth or battled for a podium. Now mm-hmm. you're, now it's happening in four motos where that wasn't really close to happening, and now I'm starting to wonder if this is just what you're going to get. Right. JT, we talked a All little right. No, it's fine. Bogle's a good dude. We all like Bogle. Nah, we all look, like Bogle. I don't understand his Twitter account, but he's a good dude. I'm just too old for his Twitter account, but he's a good dude. Too old for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, JT, we talked to the Motocross the Nation's uh, choices that Roger made. We talked about, hey, let's wait and see. Like, I, I, Both of us, I think, we're like, let's wait and see what Kennard can do. Because maybe, like, wait and wait, and maybe Kennard comes back and just drops a hammer on everybody like he did last year. And I'm not saying that's not going to happen with two motos left, but... Wasn't a great Utah for Trey, and maybe maybe he's just not quite on level he was when he came back last year. Nothing wrong yeah, with him. Yeah, he's, he's but, certainly not. I mean, he's doing great. Don't get me wrong. He's doing fine. 
but he's not on the level last year. I thought last year was a travesty that he, you know, wasn't on the team. Um, I just I thought he should have been on the team somehow, some way. Right. Uh, but then, you know, this year he's yeah. just not on the same level yet. Maybe you know, maybe he comes out and does great this weekend. Uh, but he, you know, from what yeah. I've seen, I I don't have a big issue saying that he, you know, oh, we we should have waited right. longer because we haven't really seen anything that's like, oh, he, he has to be there. You yeah, know, yeah. Like last year, I really felt that way. And so. the second moto was a very unlike Trey Kennard performance for sure. Yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't anything where you're, he's not making a huge case for himself to be on that team. So yeah, yeah that's all. But again, I guess Dude, I guess now we're shitting all over Trey. Out of, what he came back with a couple rounds to go in Supercross last year and rode every national. It's not even comparable. You can't even use the term coming back last year. He rode. Well, he caught fire. Round. I guess it's more the timing of anything, Weege, than anything. Yeah, like There's announcing the team at Unadilla between, is really the. Yeah. I think the point. Yeah. I just I feel like you can't expect them to do the same thing. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't mean, yeah. There's no yeah. way I would expect him to be on the pace he was last summer right now. But, you know, we we're against, right. hoping against hope <clears throat> that that would happen, and then we could throw him on there. I talked to Nicoletti right. after the race. He didn't like the track. I know that's very surprising. <laughs> Shocking <laughs> news. Shocking news. New York, <laughs> born and raised, Phil Nicoletti was not a fan of the Utah track. And, uh, and he was... Uh, Chisholm has told me many times his year, his goal this year is to get a top ten. That's that's his goal. He wants to get a top ten in the moto. He's been working hard. He's got a eighteen thousand eleventh places. He is number eleven also on his machine, and he had tenth this moto until Nicoletti got him late in the moto. So Phil said that once Cunningham got him, he realized that he, I really got to pick this up. Cunningham was the uh, was the trigger for uh, for Phil to uh, nothing against Kyle Cunningham, but he was just at, at that. That's what got him upset and got him on and got and got Chisholm like with two laps to go. So, um, what else? Anderson didn't have a great second moto. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, you have any idea, Watson? No, I have no idea. He was just—I think he fell, but then also like he was just kind of right. I don't know if the heat got to him or. Yeah. Anderson has been up and down, dude. He is tough to figure out why I can't. Like I have no and they idea. They were talking about him going to the nations. They were, yeah. Roger brought him up to me about going. Yeah. How do you feel about that, like, right now? How do you feel about the pick? It's as good as it can be. Yeah. 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 What happens, let's say, what happens if uh, one of those guys gets injured in the last race? Uh, Agate? I don't know. Honestly. A lot of times, I don't know what they would do then. A lot of times, they, you know, they've the, had to. The bikes are shipped. The bikes are already over yeah. there. Who could they possibly pike? Filthy Phil, Nicol- pike. Filthy, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, everybody. All right. Wow. Yeah, well, he's going to be – that's the rumor anyways that he might be going over there, so maybe he gets his feet wet a little bit. Is it a factory bike or a JGR bike? I heard this weekend it was a factory bike for Cooper, whatever that well, means. I'm just picking a, another 450 Yamaha rider. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. don't think it's Plessinger. So. Right. Chad Reed. Oh, yeah, he's not American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> Matt, Matt Gerke, your Canadian 450 champion. You know what's you funny? Go. I was at the shop uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, and – they had, you know, one of those international crates, like, you know, those big old boxes. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. I didn't say nothing to anybody. And I walked out and I'm all, what's going on with this thing? Like, you know, when they usually ship bikes to Florida for James, they just put them in a crate. Right. And this one was like, you know, full, you know, mm-hmm. pack parts, do all this crap. Right. And I was like, so does that mean that bag, it might be going to the donations to myself? Yeah. And then I asked someone and they're like, oh, just in case we want to be ready. So. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, maybe he's uh, altered it. Yeah, Who knows? Uh, I think Webb thing is going to go either great or a disaster. <clears throat> There's going to be no in between. 
<laughs> I think Webb goes, you know, MX3, like, one one two 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 something great, or it's a shit show. Any cartwheels? Yeah, one of the two. Do you agree, JT? <clears throat> uh, yeah, but I would. Uh, man, I, I don't think he's just gonna crash. Like, I don't think that's his just personality. Well, I just think he's gonna be so pumped, he's gonna pin it, and you know. Let me ask you a question: with it, the, with when you, he goes over to the donations, and does he yell at people on the starting line? Well, they won't understand him anyway, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But. What, what do you think, like, you know, there has to be some team tactics, right? I mean, I've never been to that race. I don't know, like, you know, you know the strategy. There really isn't. There isn't? No. So, do you, like you said, when you went, you know, the team manager didn't even know who you were. Yeah. No. So, does the team manager ha- have a lot of input with those other guys? He doesn't really. Do you think, like, he's going to be? I don't think. Do you think, like, he's going to, like, hey, Coop, this is what we need to do, no. Jeremy? With, when these, both these guys were in a battle with his rider, Marvin, or do you think he's over in Marvin's corner? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, my next question to you. If we do win, is Roger in the front of the pitcher? Yes. Oh, he's, he's oh, yeah. Charles Oakley re- boxing people out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's go back to Anderson, though. JT, what's uh, – you, you can't figure that guy out. I can't. I have no idea. Sometimes he is balls out fast, like literally in that second moto, and I know you weren't there, JT. He looked like he was just standing up riding around. And I know he must have fell, so that's, you know, but. Mm, yeah, I think he just needs to find some consistency. I think his speed is great, his riding's great, all that. He just needs to put all the pieces together. He needs to find some, some uh, as I said, consistency on the starts, and then um, I think the rest of it will come together. Uh, I think he, everything else is in place, the fitness, the speed, all that, everything, the team, the bike, all that's good to go. Mm-hmm. Just uh, if he starts up front, everything will become much, much easier. And a lot of the problems he's running into with crashes and all this stuff are because of the bad starts. Uh, he's a victim of other people's problems a lot right. of times. Uh, and then I think moving forward, okay. I think, you know, as he gets they get the new bike, uh, I expect to see him improve even more. Go ahead, JT. Weege. OPP, other people's problems <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, I'm going I'm down with OPP. You know me. I'm glad you brought the new bike. This year, so much praise heaped on the new KTM, and it was like Wilson or Dunge or whoever. It was like, oh, the day they rolled it out, we had never even tested on it. It was like, we're never going back to that old bike. This bike is so much better. Now, they can't even bring this conversation up because they're trying to convince the world that the Husky and the KTM are not the same. They're not even related. But essentially, the Husky is the old KTM that guys like Dunge and Wilson said, oh, yeah, the day we got off that thing, we were never getting back on. <laughs> right. So that's, to me, a pretty big line is going to be drawn when they finally get on their version of the bike, even though no one at Husky would tell you it's the same. But just look at the frame. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, the uh, Oh, uh, Norrin looks like he uh, busted a knuckle. So, or a hand. So I think, I don't think, I'm pretty much sure he's not going to race this weekend, which sucks for Freddie Norrin. So. Yeah, I talked to him. He said he's, he's out. Broken yeah. knuckle and this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, the road race guy, Jake Gagne, 22nd. In the first yeah. moto, road racer. Yeah, I was talking. I was. I sat right next to uh, Keith McCarty and uh, the what's his name, Josh or uh, Hayes. Hayes. Josh Hayes. Josh Hayes. Yeah. Is that the road race, the Yamaha guy? Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess uh, 
Hayes, that kid lives with Hayes. Okay. <clears throat> California. What's wrong, your, what's wrong with your voice? I don't know. It's he, jacked. Are you tearing up about yeah, choking Josh, up? About Josh Hayes. About, <laughs> and uh, his goal is just to be top 20. And he, and hey, it's not pretty Hayes, impressive. Hayes is like, dude, I think he's in for a rude awakening. Like, he's put in the laps. He's done yeah. his stuff. But he goes to Glen Helen. He rides with these guys. So he really thinks that, you know, and that's good. He thinks he All can right. do it. But. It was crazy, and we, uh, they were watching him, so I started to watch him with him. You know, and that yeah, was twenty the second is fine man. to get into it. And dude, I think he his his riding was okay, but I think his biggest thing was when he got around people, oh, like yeah. when people in, were in a battle. I yeah. don't think he was comfortable <laughs> riding the speed that he had. To Doesn't ride happen in. a lot in road racing. No, <laughs> right. but they came up with a really good. You know, they came up with a really good topic. They said, "I want to see any of these guys cross over and go do what he does." You know, there's no way that they would even have a no, chance. No, they'd be fine. Motocross is the by far the the, so the hardest. Th- so you think JMB? Boom! I just drop it on you, JMB. You're talking about one of the elite guys, like yeah. But I'm saying a motocrosser can go and do that. A road racer can't go to moto and win. Can't do it. He couldn't even race the second moto apparently because he was on my fantasy team and I was unhappy. <laughs> okay, when uh, I, he, I, I he said I talked to him in the I talked to him in the announcer's tower, JT, announcer's booth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a hip issue, he said, and didn't want to irritate it anymore. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> JT doesn't care anything about you and your life outside of fat. Like, all he cares about is fantasy scores. <laughs> JT. Well, no, if you're, you're not going to go out there, do we tell us? Like, say, hey, guys, I'm going to do one motor today. I'm going to give it hell, and then I'm going to go win a, you know, right. a road race title. Yep. Yeah, you're fine with that. JT, yeah. where are you at in your fantasy league going into the last race? Uh, I'm in eighth overall, but... Uh, stuff like that is really not helping the cause. Who's leading it, Truman? Truman. Yep. Go figure. I <laughs> uh, talked to Andrew Short after the moto. He went 11-14. Happy, right? Happy. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah, happy. He liked the track. Everything was great. Honestly, though. No, seriously, though. Like, I mean, I've had a lot of off-the-record conversations with Andrew Short and on the record. and The guy's just solid, man. I know people get mad at him. Brock Tiggle didn't like him for a while. Or James Stewart didn't like <laughs> He's just he's just like, man, it wasn't my day. I felt good, though. I just, you know. That's why he's still racing. He's, I, a, I he's think a he's solid human alive. He, he might be the greatest human alive, JT. Yep. Uh, he's not the GOAT. Make me a case against it. Uh, G-H-A-L on his pants. G-H-A-L on his pants. I like well, that. Alive is one person, is one word. So you oh. don't need A-L. You just need G-H-A. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> trying to do two things here, three things at once. Um, all right, anything else? Weege, a word of the day. We need a word of the day. Will Pike be fine for Indiana? Do we think? He said nothing broken. He just bruised and beat up. So. Okay, so Pike will be okay. I yeah, tried to tell I him. I think he'll be out there. I tried to tell him, listen, you're jacked up. You don't need to go race. You still get paid. Yeah, he's got a contract, too. So. <clears throat> Dude, you're good. Yeah. Just take it easy. No, I don't get paid to sit here and watch races. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, at all least. Right. All right. Um... All right, anything else, Weege? You're concentrated on NASCAR, I know, uh, but... I think, I'm, I think I'm good. I did, by the way, I saw Porcel uh, at the airport Saturday night. I think he wasn't pumped on the track. I think it's the general Porcel thing. Like, if he likes the track, if he likes the bike, if it starts where he wants it to be, then he goes for it. Um, but mm-hmm. in the, you know, you win your titles on your worst day thing, I don't think that's a specialty. I don't think he's... I just don't think he wants to hang it out like that if he's not 100%... Uh, comfortable. So if he gets to a track he doesn't like, just wait till next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do not like this track. Wait till next week. Um, I think it's the way it is. I, you know, yeah. he's had major injuries. I think it's just 
Right. I don't even know if it's anything to say is bad about him. I just think that's how he approaches it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, one more. One more. Left. We didn't even talk about Dunge. We did not talk about him. He clinched the title. Wow. We just, wow. I mean, he was phenomenal. He rode great. He what wore him down. What say about the guy? I mean, yeah. Solid. Yeah. I, I haven't, that's my uh, excuse for missing him. Are, are we all okay with him skipping Disney Nations? Yeah. I'm fine. Totally. Okay. All right. I wonder if he's getting a lot of heat from fans on social media. I guess that's the only place where fans would reach out to him because I know he doesn't read message boards and stuff, but I would think he's getting heat. But, I, I mean, I, really? I, you know. I don't know. Think so? Mm-hmm. How what do you give the guy heat? What you, what you, don't, you don't think American race fans would give him heat for skipping out on the biggest American, you know? One thing about you normal Americans that I know, yeah, and I'll speak as the Canadian in the group. Yeah, but he was on the team six years in a row, and here's the main factor. The last three years, he didn't exactly kill it, so I think that helps, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, look, I got no problem with him. Six years in a row, you don't get paid. It's a lot of work. He hasn't ridden his greatest. He gets a lot of shit. There's no upside. You win, everybody goes, you're supposed to win. Yeah, well, he's going to go ride yep. the GP, right? Yeah. So maybe he goes and does good at the GP and wins the GP, and those guys, you know. Oh. Yeah. Then they'd be mad. He almost th- needs to do bad at the GP to help his case. I think you have an idea of his prep for the GP in the sense that, like, he's not going to destinations because it's too much work. You know, that's one yeah, of the yeah, reasons. Yeah. And I think he's, that's the idea of his prep for the GP. Like, I'm basically coming in pretty, you know, pretty relaxed at the GP. Like, I really don't care. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. For sure. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest problem is it's not just that he needs to rest. It's that, okay, when he does go, most of the guys he has to battle for the title the next year are not going. That's the problem. He jacks his program up well, when they do not. I mean, Villapoto went like poo out of the last six years. The Dunge went every time. That's a problem. And if you guys know Alden, he hates these off-season races. He thinks these things are the worst ever. Four days outside of the program, and you're going to fall to pieces. Well, the bottom line is... I don't is, agree with Alden's if theory. He goes, if he but, goes, he really has no time to rest and... Not, and Back it down a little bit. He has to prepare exactly. to train. He doesn't. You, you got to go to Monster I, Cup I, after that. You got to go to straight look, rhythm. You got to do whatever I'm, you got to do. I'm not in great shape. Okay, I'll come out and say that. I'm not in great shape. So Alden knows more than me about training. There's no doubt about it. But for Alden to tell all his guys, and I'll battle with Alden to this, that a four day trip to Bercy to make, you know, seventy five thousand dollars. Is just going to throw off your Anaheim one prep. It's just I I can't see it. I don't agree with it. I don't get it. It worked out pretty good for Cincerella, didn't it? <laughs> wow. Uh, again, I don't care. Cincerella could have crashed it's anyway. It's dangerous. You know? It's dangerous enough oh, for God, those top guys. Why 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 go? Percy's different man. Percy's different. This is literally five extra weeks of of riding and training that he has to do while his... No, I get it. No, no, no. He's using those five weeks to recover. No, I get it. This Nations is different. Yes, this Nations is different. Totally. 100%. I agree. I'm just saying Alden hates all these races. What about this? Like, I mean, people look at this like, oh, Dungy training, but what about the pressure? Like, he had a lot of pressure on him for Supercross to win that title. He had a lot of pressure on him to win the outdoor, and he's accomplished those things. Well, he didn't realize that your your team would jack Roxon up. So okay. That's what, so, anyways, he's gonna go. I'm joking. If he would go to the donations, that's a lot of pressure. You know, they already give him the nickname Captain America when he goes, and he's the the team leader. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to breathe out and just chill. Yeah. No. Take his wife and go to the the beach. I agree. Um, Whatever he's gonna do, he hasn't. JT, you've been the last two. I've been the last six or seven. He hasn't ridden. 
like Ryan Dungey. And we no. tell the Euro guys that our butt Euro friends that they don't believe us. And we're like, trust me, that's not the guy we see every weekend. Because no. I don't know what goes on, but just... Well, on the Alden thing, I remember uh, when I was riding at Villapoto's a lot, I remember he had a deal in place to go to Australia for, it was two weekends, so it was going to be like a, you know, 10 or 12 day trip, and it was 186 grand, and he got shut down. Yeah, at that point, I'm telling Alden, look, I'm going. So, if you need therapy to work through this, I'm going to Australia and making $186,000. You know, so yeah, yeah, one of those things. But anyways, I don't. Yeah, good for Dunge. I don't. I think it's fine. Not going. He went six years in a row. For God's sake. So and there's no money in it. A lot of work. A lot of pressure. A lot of time. Wants to skip it. I think that's fine. All right. Anything else? Are we good? Watson, thank you. Thanks no for problem. thanks for coming on. Hey, let me give a, a plug out to no the, no plugs. Can't plug my race. Hair plug. <laughs> yeah, for men. For me. I need yeah, let's, th- let's talk about your race. We'll also do it on Pulp, too, of course. But, yeah, next yeah. weekend. Next weekend. Oh, wait. This is an MX. This is on Racer X Online, MX Points. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Next weekend. Okay. Soaring Eagle, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. There's going to be a three-day event of racing. Um, if you're a quad racer, off-road racer, whatever, on Friday, um, there's a pro. There's a, a quad pro race, $10,000. Who's first. announcing? Um, whoa, 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 really? Quad Pro Race? Yeah, I tried to get Plessinger because I heard Plessinger was really good. I'm all, dude, you need to come out and ride the Quad Pro and then the regular Pro class, the, the Supercross. And he's like, oh, my ankle's jacked. That's how I would do it. But um, Plessinger's good at quads? That's what he says. <laughs> um, wow. So, uh, yeah, Friday night there's a $10,000 uh, Quad Purse. I'm pretty sure that's probably bigger than the Quad National Purse. JT, I mean, uh, Wage, would you know that? Um, no, no, I wouldn't. That's, that's, uh, probably better than any other race to have this year. Okay. So that's for Friday night. There's a, a golf tournament on Friday during the day. Who's announcing? Um, I think Cotter and Bidos. Cotter? Mm-hmm. Bidos. Bidos. No, offen- no, no offense to Greg White. He's doing it this year. And, uh, Lurch dude, is good. Dude, I have a problem with that. What with Greg White? Why? Because, dude, I'm, every, I'm so used to growing up to listening to that guy announce road racing. Oh, okay. And now he's doing moto, Not and he's like, like, when he talks, and he talks about like technical stuff and yeah. riders, yeah. I'm like, dude. Look, no offense to those guys. They're good. But Rocket Rob, Rocket Rob is, is, the is, is, is the best. Yeah. Sorry, Weege. Live announcement. Now with it, man. Good. Yep. Dude, he knows the history. Yeah, he absolutely. could go. He and, could go to that race in Michigan, and he'll know the whole field. Well, and then just his pipes too. The way he, you know, he's just he's got it all. He's a total Dusty package. Pipes. He's a total package for Dusty live announcing. Pipes. But anyways, yes. If you guys, if you guys want to go, there's an amateur race. It's uh, 28th, 29th, and 30th in Mount Pleasant, can Michigan. You ask, can you ask Ricky if he'll pay me to go to cover it? Um, yeah, that's gonna happen. Okay. So uh, yeah, for the pros, it's a fifty thousand dollar pro purse. Fifty yeah, thousand dollars. Twelve grand to win. Uh, I believe it's ten thousand. Okay, ten thousand to win. It's twelve thousand for a normal Supercross. But the good thing about it is the top twenty get paid. Like twentieth place is like a thousand bucks. Can you confirm any guys who are going? Yeah. Um, so far, I think that honestly, uh, JT, you should go. Guys like I know Michael Lessy is no. signed up. Um, I think like Jimmy Dakotas, Chisholm. Um, I, I I heard maybe Gerke might go. No, it's here's the pro payback. I got it right here. Twelve grand to win. Same as the Supercross. Okay. They, Nine they, grand for second, seven grand for third, five grand for fourth. JT, eighth place is a thousand bucks. I'm sure. I'm positive you could you could get top ten in this I race. Probably wouldn't even qualify. 
What are you talking about? You're a hero and a legend. What's we'll last see how place? this weekend goes. I, I'm definitely not racing that, but I'll know more about how I'm riding after this weekend. Well, you should stay back and race this race. This yeah, is, that won't happen, I promise. This is good money. Well, there's going to be... Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna racer anymore. You're going to get some good racers. I, I, Do you I, hate money, JT? I didn't realize you hate money. No, I just don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, stop it. I mean, I, I'm, I would I hate think, to give you credit. I think Nick would go. It's right in you know, Michigan. Yeah, I talked to him. He's on the fence. He doesn't know. But. Okay. Well, Nick's a pro racer. Yeah, he should go. That would be exactly. good. Exactly. So I think it's going to be a Soaring super Eagle, good event. Soaring Eagle, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, everybody. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, activities going on. Yeah. The Hart will be there. Ricky will be there. Roxon will be there. Tickle will be there. Tickle's racing. Tickle's racing. Tickle's racing, but he um, he's riding a, a stock bike. Tickle's going to win. He's riding a stock motorcycle. Here we go with the stock stuff again. I'm telling you, go buy and look. Come by and look. He's riding a stock motorcycle. Why? Going to win. Why would you do that? Because we're not going to. We we want to make it more fair. We don't want to put him on a full race bike against you know guys that you know don't have. Well, he could actually get hurt on a stock bike though. No, you know what I mean. He's he, yeah. All right. He's not going to go. He's not going out there to hurt himself. I mean, if he wins, he wins. If, if you give Wygant like five hundred bucks, he'll go out and cover it. Right, Weege? Well, I heard Racer X. Davey told me that he's taking the whole Racer X crew on a field trip, and they're all coming up <laughs> to hang out and go watch the race and support it. There you go, Weege. Yeah, he went last year. Yeah, dude, he yeah. went out there. He was running around the track, like, helping on the – with driving in stakes and fixing banners. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, that's what I do when I'm at a race. I'm here to help. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, so he right. told me he's taking his um, wife, his kids, uh, you know, everybody from the office is going. They're doing, like, a huge field trip. We got a bunch of rooms for him, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it'll be All fun. Right. All right, everybody. Yeah, check it out at the weekend after Indiana. BTOsports.com, a RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. JT, thank you. Good luck in your Heroes and Legends thing. I can't wait to recap it next Monday on this uh, on this podcast. And, and should be fun. Should figure out how, how everything went down and everything else. Weege, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. And, uh, and you too, Watson. Thanks, bud. No problem. See you guys. See you guys. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike, I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. You crazy is they're not doing it if they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days they're fools they're different bikes different times the beast from the east damon bradshaw it got to the point where i didn't want to leave home and once i got to the race i wasn't into it if i wasn't going to give 100 percent, i'm not going to take the money the working class hero doug henry it was definitely an emotional moment for me just 
thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. It's the days of-